0: videography what is it and is there a place for it in the church today well we're going to talk with a videographer herself niecy J, and you might be surprised next on the church solutions podcast
1: it's the church solutions podcast brought to you by streamingchurch.tv the Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson.
0: Welcome to episode number 358 of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, uh, here in Tucson, Arizona, we've had a cold snap. Things have
1: been a little, <laughs> oh, little my. chilly here. I know. The forties are how now. we're handling it. I know it's hard. It's like it's in the '60s in the middle of the day. We're suffering.
2: Yes. We're
0: suffering here, suffering for Jesus here. Uh, but yeah, but it will warm up. It should get back in the late, late early '80s or late '70s, something like that. So, all right. Well, Steve, today we have a special guest.
1: We do. Who? Do, who is that? Who every, is our every, special guest?
0: Every guest is special, but we have Niecy J with us, <laughs> and uh, actually Janice. Uh, Russ is her name, and uh, uh, I'm just going to, you, you were telling me before we started this that you, you kind of have a nickname, NCJ. J. Yes,
2: yes, so, uh, Nisi J.
0: So, so, so Nisi J. welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast. How are you?
2: Thank you so much. So glad to be here. I'm doing great. How
0: are All you? Right. Uh, we're doing really well. We're doing fine. And you actually, although you're in Panama City, Florida, you actually uh, graduated high school here in Tucson.
2: Yes, I am a Palo Verde Titan class of
0: 2004. Wow! <laughs> yes. All right, so you are young. So, so how old are you? If you don't mind me asking, uh,
2: just turned 37.
0: 37.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow! You don't look it. You look <laughs> like you're a teen. My goodness.
2: I get that a lot. Yeah. Well, good for you.
0: Good for good. you. All right. So, uh, so uh, I'm just again. I'm just going to call you an ECJ because I think it's pretty cool. Thank uh, you. We're, you are uh, you've got a lot of things going on in your life and we thought we'd be good to have you on Thank you. because you are involved uh, in, in your church you're going to go to ministry school here uh, in a little bit but you're actually a, a videographer right yes so i'm I'm going to let Steve Lacey here ask you questions because he does a better job at asking <laughs> questions. He doesn't offend people like I do, but uh but let's talk a little bit about that. We can also talk a little bit about ministry and all that so yeah so, so, uh, so go ahead Jackson so <laughs> Jackson's actually his real name, so we all have different
1: names here. but uh go ahead, Steve. There we go um so Videographer, tell me a little bit about your videography background and what motivates you to get into videography.
2: Okay, well, um, I've been filming for about 10 years. Uh, The first several years, I owned a a company called Jackson Russ Films with a friend at a time. Um, But you know, when you have, you know, you can't share your goals just with anybody. So, and that's where we kind of messed up at and why we didn't last for past the seven years. Um, We had a kind of a deal i was okay she was a great playwright um and we wanted to get her poems out to the world i'm mean, not her poems but her plays out to the world this is during the time tyler perry kind of came out too so he was our motivation yeah. and um so we was like well i got this um job in california i was gonna go to california edit for this lady learn the filming business with her come back and we could start our business but while i was gone She kind of met somebody, told her about what we were doing. And she was like, well, I can edit while she's gone to California. So just bringing her into our business kind of created friction. And we dealt with that friction for several years. And then after a while, I was like, "Okay, um, I don't think this is for me. And I came to a point in my life where I realized I need to change um, the people I hung out with, my mind frame and my habits. So ever since I did that, um, now I film with confidence and purpose. Um, and also that's what started my YouTube page. Um, because, you know, I kind of just deleted everybody out in my life. That wasn't good for me. And then really, I really honed in. I already knew how to film, but I know how to edit. So I really honed in. I'm teaching myself how to edit. So, um, I dove into YouTube, um, but I dealt with a lot of excuses for myself. Like, uh, I'll start my YouTube page. I need to lose a little weight first. You know, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to get my hair in a different way. But uh, God was just telling me, just, just do it, Janice. Just, just do it. So, and the funny thing is, if I gave him too much excuses, I'm literally the same weight that I was three years ago. So I would have never started my YouTube page. And that's the funny thing um, when we're stepping into something we're unsure of. We just, all these excuses come out of nowhere. So I started my uh, YouTube page. And um, also, I ran into a wonderful group of people from AME, Ashton Martin Entertainment. Um, the, we have a manager, Dicaria. We have a, a music artist, uh, Ashton Martin. And uh, another music artist, One Drew. And together we're just a group of people who uh, produce content that will inspire you. And um, we've just been rocking and rolling ever since.
1: <laughs> well, I initially, I commend you for the, the changes you made in your life. I have an older brother that went through a very ser- a very similar situation where, Um, I was much younger at the time. I didn't completely understand it at the time, but he basically said, hanging out with the wrong people, doing the wrong things. And he told, he was living at home at at the time. He was uh, in high school. He said, if any of my friends call, I'm not around. And he just kind of went underground until he formed a whole new circle of friends. I thought it was just amazing, you know, as I'm hearing about it later as I grew up but, uh, I commend you on that. Okay. So, um, back to, you know, we're in the streaming uh, arena. So a lot of our audience is is live streaming their services. And when you talk about videography, mm-hmm. that's where I got, uh, I want to ask some questions about is that you mentioned it's the, the capture of the videography and, and how you capture it, but it's also the editing part of it as well.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, when it comes to videography, it's mainly it could be anyone. If you pick up a camera and you shoot a documentary, uh, you, you you shoot uh, your service at church, uh, you, you shoot anything. A music video, because that's what I do mainly. Music videos, you're a videographer, and just by definition, the difference between a videographer and a c- cinematographer, cinematographer mainly has a crew with them. You know, they have someone that does lights, the audio, just a big crew behind them. And mainly, a videographer can really shoot by themselves. But it really does help if you have one or two helpers with you. Yeah.
1: So you're a professional here. I assume you've seen some online church services as well. Attended church online. Are there? Is there some common mistakes that you see that churches are making where where you cr- becomes cringeworthy, or you think, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, they made this mistake or that mistake." Is there some common mistakes that you see?
2: The the only thing. Is uh, when I'm watching a service or whatnot. And let's say some even just not even just church service, a a regular event. And let's say someone is starting to, you know, maybe touch their nose or pick their nose or do something that might be embarrassing on camera and they don't move the camera fast enough. That's what kind of bothers me because I get so embarrassed you know, for the person on the screen, I'm like, oh, come on with the camera. That's the only thing I could think a of. A lot of times the they
1: have no idea that they're, <laughs> well, they're, they're up in front of the congregation, but a lot of times I know at my church, we'll have, we have, you know, several cameras. And so they'll, they don't know Yeah. that we're, we're shooting them. Our biggest problem though has been um where the camera guy is the, they're focused on a you know a performer in the worship band or something like that, and they're just standing there. You know <laughs> that this part of the song they they have no lyric, they have no, and you're just like, okay, camera guy, get off of that yeah. shot. They're not doing anything crazy, but uh, yeah, we've seen that. So,
0: can, can I divert? Can I get? Can I jump in now? I want to ask you a question, uh, Janice, <laughs> about uh, you mentioned music video stuff and. You know, videography. Is there? Do you find? Do you think there's a place for that within the church? So, what I'm getting at here is, you know, there's lots of music videos out there. You've been mm-hmm. a part of them and all that stuff. Uh, but if somebody's listening to this podcast, we have tech people. As, as Steve mentioned earlier, we're we do streaming videos, streamingchurch.tv. But because we've been involved in ministry all our lives, all of us here, you know, we we talk about a lot of different topics besides tech stuff. But getting back to videography. Is there a place for videographers in the church today and even doing music videos mm-hmm. uh i mean what's your thoughts on that
2: um yeah i do feel like there is a place um i actually use my church um members and my pastor because uh, my pastor who's my actually my father he was actually a part of a song at the end you know he was um giving some words of encouragement at the end of the song and a church family want to be a part of that music video, so I just shot a scene of them just sitting in the choir, listening to him, you know, basically preaching and um well, and with music videos, you know the the main word is music if you have a song, if someone in song- church has a song, a gospel song, a christian song, a worship song, you can't make a music video out of it and um but I know a lot of people what they're doing, especially since covid. They're just getting in the studio and is filming that as their music video. So just having different shots instead of it um, being filmed as a traditional music video, you know, with the different transitions and stuff. They're just sitting there and, and, I, and that does the same effect. Uh, you just have to have uh, the equipment for that. And I feel like um, even though that might be an easier set, if you don't have that type of equipment with your audio, connecting your audio to your soundboard, the correct lighting it could be a little more difficult for you instead of just having your camera shooting the shots and editing it in post but yeah of course there's a there's a there's room for it um and because everybody knows I shoot film someone always wants me to shoot um some something for them hey can you uh film me this because sometimes we have um in our church we have a weekly uh I forgot, I don't want to call it revival, but we just come together for a whole week and some of them still not comfortable with coming to the church uh, due to COVID or whatnot um, or they have to work during the day. So I filmed their section of their service, edited and placed another Zoom um, service. So yeah, there's definitely room for uh, music videos and videography in the church. Yeah.
1: So as you do the videography piece of it and we actually at one time had hired some videographers for our company to do some stuff to work for us as well. As you work with your subjects, what is the the most common thing that you're telling your subjects um, in order to make a better video presentation out of it?
2: Really is just um, calming their nerves and letting them understand that with how they're feeling right now, they might feel uncomfortable it's natural, but I'm going to walk you through it. Um, and I also make sure I know a lot of people, I hate when someone takes a picture of me, they don't let me know if something's hanging in my face or my, you know, something like that. I let them know. look, I'm a lookout for you. If something doesn't look right, I'm going to let you know, Hey, fix this, fix that. Um, I know I was, fi- I was filming a wedding uh, a couple of weekends ago and I was getting a nice little slow-mo shot of, of the, uh, of the groom kind of buttoning his shirt but his knuckles were white i said uh let's get some lotion and let's shoot this again it's <laughs> really paying attention to them making them feel comfortable knowing that you're taking care of them that puts them at ease and helps them be a better uh, subject
0: i think people uh i i know years ago people a lot of people don't like the sound of their voice you know mm. they hear their voice um, but i think that's probably true now that the video age has been upon us for a while many people kind of don't like the way they look on video (laughs) you know
2: yeah and that's the thing even when i'm shooting music videos it always i always know that i'm probably going to start we're going to start an hour late because usually the subject is so nervous that day they're they're changing their clothes they're not liking the way they look so they always end up showing up late and so now i that used to frustrate me but now i just i put that in the schedule okay we're going to start at really at this time, but I'm going to tell them to be here at this time. Tell them to be here at 12, but I know we're going to start at one.
0: That's what I do with my wife. I, I tell her we have to be somewhere at a certain time, but it's always an hour later, so we get there on time. So,
2: yeah, I tried to tell my dad to do that. So Dad, you might want to start telling Mom a different time, but it doesn't work. Mom's like, no, it, but it starts at 12. Why are you telling me to be ready at So she did
1: so one of the things that's jumped out at me since I, I volunteer at our church and I'm the um the video switcher okay. in the back. And we're I don't know, let's call us average to maybe above average. We have we have three cameras and so <laughs> you know, so now that you know, I've done a little of that for actually several years. And then I come home and I watch. my wife is watching some music awards or a music video or, or some other band playing. I noticed that the um, I, I never noticed it before, but I noticed that the length of the shots and the amount of cutaways is just crazy. I know that, um, I'll sit there and, you know, watch something that's on television and, and count the long, how long they stay on a shot. And then, which is like, with, with at church, we're doing just, you know, we're having, we're not doing that level at all. Is that, what, what's your thoughts on that? What, um, is that a technique that the, that uh, videographers are using or, and why do they do that? Why so many different angles and so many different, just, they'll go for you know, if you're second, yeah,
2: yeah uh, it's really because of the human attention attention span. Um, you could be ro- watching a documentary that you're really not really into, but because the camera just keeps shifting, it kind of keeps you engaged. So it's all about keeping you engaged, keeping you entertained. Because if you if you're just staring at a shot and it just stays there the whole time, you start daydreaming, kind of. But if it's moving, it, it's keeping. It, it's all about that.
1: Yeah. I've noticed that. And I'm just a very much a, just a student of this. I noticed that when, if I watch a really well done video, if someone's explaining something, they're not just sitting there talking the whole yeah. time. They add it in, you know, images of what they're talking about or, uh, and so, so that like, just like you said, just the, the change of, uh, of the shot just adds, keeps people's attention, keeps them awake, I guess.
2: Yeah. That's why TikTok has, has been doing so well. Cause those videos are just so fast. Something always popping in. It might be a little too, too overstimulating, but yeah.
1: So, yeah. so Is that something you would recommend for churches? If they have a couple of, I mean, if you only have one camera, then you're definitely going to be struggling, but you can zoom and pan yeah. and do things like that. But
2: I I recommend do the best with what you have. If you just have one camera every once in a while, do a a little zoom in, a little zoom out every once in a while. Um, Of course, you you have more better equipment or more equipment. Um, Just pan different, like you were saying, switch between the cameras and the different angles. Um, And just, you know, don't get too crazy and don't even overthink it. Just kind of feel your way through it.
0: Do you think, uh, you know, Steve mentioned the church has three, his church has three cameras. Mm. Do you think just from your professional opinion, do you think there should be a number, you know, if a church has, like I, we, I had somebody talk to me yesterday about budget for cameras. They have 50 to $70,000, which, I think is, is good, but I guess you could spend a lot more on cameras, but do you think three cameras is enough for a church? You think they should have six cameras? I mean, just your opinion.
2: What what do you think the more, the merrier? (laughs) I it really depends on maybe the size of your church, but, uh, cause our church for the budget that we have, we only have one camera, but I would love to have at least three. Cause you got that, you know, you got that center view and you got the right and the left angle. Yeah i like that and i know notice some churches they have um two handheld cameras up front on the left and right i like that as well so i i would love to have three but work with what you have just get the message out there you know
0: the uh uh this goes to show how old i am but uh I, i remember when when the uh a lot of these reality TV shows and and other show and not even reality, even now these comedy shows like the office and stuff, they would have like these cameras moving around (laughs) on people, which has kind of become the norm, I guess. Right. Uh, But I mean, back then in the, when I was, you know, watching TV, it, it, you know, that was like a new thing. Like, wow, they're, they're moving the camera around a lot, but that, so, I mean, is, I mean, and I've heard some people, I think we've had people on this, podcasts that have talked about yeah that's a good thing to do you should do that yeah. uh that kind of breaks things up for people doing streaming video i guess you, would you agree
2: yeah it it just gives you another feel it makes you it's supposed to make you feel like you're there
0: yeah
2: like you're a part of the service you're right there yeah. so it, it's, it's yeah. another thing yeah. you can um add to your yeah your, your and, and you would do
0: that you do that in music videos i guess too. oh yeah
2: yeah you yeah. do that in music videos yeah, yeah.
1: That's phil 100%. do you remember the phrase do I remember the fra- the, f- the, the, the phrase that uh, that person was? Uh, oh, I you, had stuck. with have me it stuck me for years. You have I
0: it, go ahead and tell. Them. I can't remember. <laughs> it, I remember what you're talking about. But I don't used, remember the it, phrase. It was
1: it was uh, this person was saying that motion is emotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they basically, said if you could put some motion in the camera, mm-hmm. then it like you were just yeah. saying, Janice, that it makes you feel like you're there. Yeah, so, so it makes you feel like you're part of it if you know because you're if you know so they were they were highly and i noticed that when i watch music videos and or just um you know performances where there's a band playing Mm -hmm. it's uh a lot of times which i i assume would be very challenging as a as a video switcher guy in the back because a lot of the shots i see they're all there's a guy walking, you know, and panning across something and, and it's just, and then another one's doing,
2: So yeah. as a switcher,
1: you'd, you'd have to let people know that, Hey, uh, while you're moving, I'm going to take this shot.
2: Yeah. I, I have to give it up to you, uh, you, uh, video switchers. That looks like a very, uh, demanding job.
1: Well, we do, I think a very average job. Since we're- <laughs> we're live, yeah. we're, yes. we're. we're well, it, is, it is live, but yes. Yeah. And we don't have a a camera crew so yeah Yeah. I mean a whole production crew right
0: um let me jump in and ask you a question here so uh Janice you are in your 30s now you're you're a young black woman do you see women and especially women of color are they getting more involved in videography are they getting more involved in that or do you feel like there's there's a need for that a door to be open for that
2: yeah, I'm starting to see that. I'm starting to see that. Um, me and my friend at time, I started our previous business. We were the only female videographers in our area. And we had to fight through a lot. We had to prove that we were just as good. Actually, we were better than a lot of them. But right. And what we did is we lowered our prices. But when you do that, you're kind of lowering your respect. Right. So even though we lowered our prices, we still were having a bad time we will prove that our videos are better or just as good. And we just wasn't getting that respect. But, um, but I did now learn to respect myself, respect, um, what I know and, uh, let that reflect in my prices and with my work. Um, so yeah, I'm starting to notice a lot of women getting into filming, even into, uh, movies and TV shows. Um, I can't think of her name. Uh, she did, uh,
0: yeah, I've, i I think you I I can't remember. I think I know who you're talking about though.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't know if she did so, how to get, get away with murder. I don't know if it's that director. Yeah,
0: it might be. Mm-hmm. My wife watches those things. So I just walk in, casually walk in and <laughs> see something. Oh, that's interesting. And then I walk out.
1: Um yeah. So, so is there a role for a videographer for a church? Should the church be out looking and evaluating videographers?
2: <clears throat> yeah. Um, if you need something that deals with a camera get you a videographer yeah all
1: right so even even if they've got their volunteer you know staff and volunteer camera guys volunteer switchers that volunteer audio is there is there should churches be looking i guess they should be looking for a videographer uh, to coach them or and what what kind of services would a videographer provide to a church
2: yeah of course if if you uh i feel like we uh all can we all have room for improvement. So if you it wouldn't hurt to have a t- a small workshop with a videographer come in, kind of look at what you have, see where you can improve. Yeah, that w- yeah, that would help most most definitely. And also with the volunteers that you already have. You already you might be doing a good job already. You but- know
0: how could I learn more, though, like if I'm listening to this podcast and I'm a young person and I, maybe I'm helping the tech department of my church and it's just this this really interests me. Uh, do I have to go to school for this? Can I get away without going to school? What would you recommend for somebody listening right now that says eh, I'm really interested in this? How, how can I learn more?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, let's say you don't have the money for school. You don't have the time. You know, you have a family, you have kids, you have a job. You just don't have time to go back to school. You do not have to go back. to. You do not have to go to school. I didn't go to school uh, for filming. Um, I just picked up a camera and did it. And every time you pick up a camera, you feel something, you learn from your mistakes. And also YouTube University. <laughs> I, go to YouTube. I learned so much. I taught myself how to um, edit. I use YouTube all the time when I'm editing. I go to YouTube. I have a question. YouTube is, you're in a couple um, sites like Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y, they have classes on there. So if you find like a website where you can get that the first 30 days free and uh, (laughs) sign up, get some of those filming courses, editing courses or whatnot, yeah, you'll be good to go.
0: Interesting. All right, so we're running out of time here, but you, you had mentioned I saw something uh, I think in your bio or something about AME. And so when I saw AME, I, I was thinking it was a denomination. Yeah, A lot but, of people, but what you AME, you're talking about
2: Ashton uh, Martin uh, entertainment.
0: Okay. All right. So quickly tell me about that mm-hmm. and then quickly tell me about your transition. You're going to go to ministry school. So, uh, handle those two questions for me. Okay.
2: Um, Ashton Martin entertainment, like I said earlier, um, uh, is owned by Dykeria and Ashton Martin, a husband and wife. They're the founders and CEOs. Uh, Dykeria is the manager. Oh, man, she's the best manager we could ever have. Uh, she meets with us weekly, making sure we stay on top of our goals. Um, she's just the best organizer. Just anything that you could possibly need in a person is in Dykeria. Um, her husband, Ashton Martin, he's one of the music artists um he he um his music is just straight from his heart from his emotions from his um his past from things that he's learned um so they could be very inspirational uh one drew he's also an artist um he's very um unique uh he's from they're actually all from a small town in uh Florida I don't know if you heard of Jackson County <clears throat> They're from that area, so it's crazy that they live down the road from each other this whole time, but they didn't meet each other from maybe five years ago. Yeah. but we all just have this connection with each other, we're all headed in the same direction and um
0: so if I've got people in my church young people in my church yeah. can they is a the content that that he's producing that i mean is that something that's acceptable? For the youth and, and I say that because you know my son has listened to a lot of different stuff and sometimes he has it on I'll go my, my gosh, gosh what is that you know I mean yeah. it's not good I'd be, be honest with you but but I mean so is the content
2: yes uh Ash Martin, he has clean he has clean music um inspirational music um just with a hip-hop beat
0: okay right okay
2: so, yeah it's, it's clean um some some mornings if I'm having a slow morning, I put on some Ashton Mark music, and get pumped up. Okay. Uh, but yes, you could definitely listen to it.
0: Okay. All right. Tell us, uh, I'm, I told, I said, Steve could ask, could ask you questions, but now I'm taking over. Uh, okay. We're running out of time here. T- tell us, you're going to go to a ministry school. Where are you going and what's what's your goals for that?
2: Okay. I plan on going to uh, the Baptist College of Florida down the road in uh, Ch- uh, Graceville, Florida. is about an hour from me. Um mm-hmm. uh, that I love the school because it's in a very small town so the tuition is great <laughs> okay. but um yeah I did if you would have asked me this a couple of years ago I, I would have thought told you you were crazy because um it, I, I like to say that God set me up <clears throat> my dad uh, had cancer and he uh, left town to get surgery but he forgot to set up the uh, virtual uh, church to have somebody to facilitate it So he called me on his hospital bed. He's like, Janice, can you uh, facilitate the service? I was like, dad, I don't know how. What do you want me to do? He's like, you know, just introduce whoever's next. That's all you got to do. So I said, okay. But as I started doing it Sunday after Sunday. It just became like a, a burning desire just to help the people of God. And I was like, God, what is going on? I was like, I can't stop wanting to learn your word, learning how to just uh uh, 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 issuing your people into worship I can't stop and um I fought with it I fought with it like the devil was fighting with me like you don't want to tell your dad you're in a ministry you're a female your dad doesn't want to hear that and finally I just said okay God this is what you want me to do I said dad um God has called me into ministry He said, okay, I've been waiting for you to say that. (laughs) So um, here we are. So, uh, and every Sunday I'm just learning how to just public speak every, so I do words of encouragement every Sunday. So once I get my uh, license, no, we go up from there.
0: All right. Well, good deal. So we're running out of time here. Steve, any last comments or questions there? Uh, I I appreciate you being here.
2: Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you so much, Phil. It was such a pleasure.
0: Well, uh, it's been a pleasure, and we're excited for you, and uh, I think you got some good stuff. How can people reach you uh, if somebody's got questions for you or whatever? How how could they reach you?
2: Okay. You can email me at prod. that's N-I-S-E-E-J-P-R-O-D, at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram, Nisi underscore J. You can follow me on Facebook, Nisi J, and my YouTube, Nisi J.
0: All right. Good deal. Uh, all right. So Janice Russ has been our guest today, otherwise known as Nisi J. I like that. I want to stay in touch with you. I want to find out how you're doing. I want you to keep us posted on things. Can you do that?
2: Of course. Of course.
0: All right. Well, good. All right. Well, thank you, Steve. And uh, most of all, thank you folks for listening or watching the Church Solutions Podcast. Uh, please take care of yourselves and each other. I'm Phil Thompson. Until next time, take care.